It's time for Cubicle Insanity. I've got Kim here with me, and I'm Tammy. We're back together again to talk a little about that which we love, corporate America. Our podcast is a discussion. Wait, does it include government? Do you know what? If you've got a freaking job, Kim, I'm pretty sure it's going to apply to you because okay. you've got some form of cubicle insanity. Got it. <laughs> Our podcast is a discussion about the real insanity from cubicles in the workplaces, from leadership and leaders to experiences with life in the cubicles. Let's get into our latest cubicle insanity. Let's get into it. Let's go. All right. What do you got, Kim? All right. We got Q&A. Another episode on Q&A. Yeah. So let cubicle me... Cubicleinsanity at gmail.com. Yeah. So let me get into our first question, okay? So this comes from a longtime listener, first-time caller. Ooh. Ooh. A couple of episodes ago, you talked quite a bit about networking with guest Debbie Rudin. The advice given was focused on showing genuine interest in another in the person rather than focusing on the job available. However, do you have any tips for when you are in the midst of a job hunt on leveraging contacts into career opportunities? For instance. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. There's a our, lot of words. Okay. For instance, do you just reach back out to old contacts and try to let them know in casual conversation that you're looking for new employment? Or do you beat around the bush and then candidly or kind of softly let them know you're interested in anything available that they may have? That's a lot of questions, isn't it? That's, that's heavy. Okay. Well, long-time listener, first-time caller, thank you for being a long-time listener. Thank you. We're glad you're, you're tuned in. Tell your friends. <laughs> Download, rate, and review. Right. All right. So uh, we're going to answer your question, but first we're delighted to let you know that Debbie Rudin is back. So episode 35 generated a lot of questions. So Ms. Debbie Rudin is back to answer your questions. So Debbie, thoughts on all those questions. So you might have to refresh my memory (laughs) with some of the questions. All right. Because I can't remember what I had for breakfast. But let me just start (laughs) off by saying... Backtrack a little bit. First and foremost, longtime listener, you should always, always, always be networking. So just know that from the start. It's not a matter of starting it up and letting it go and starting it up. It's about doing it all the time. Secondly, you're going to be doing some things ahead of time so that you're prepared to always be networking. So for example, your positioning statement, your one-minute commercial, your elevator speech, whatever you've heard it called, That has to be in tip-top, ultimate shape. And then you have to have a marketing plan. So in other words, have some idea of what companies, what organizations, what types of organizations you're going to be targeting. What are you looking at? So that you can do your homework on that company, the industry. You can do that by looking at their website. You can start to look at LinkedIn. You can do all of those things. So before you even think about having those conversations, those are some things you want to do up front. So they should have a LinkedIn account and profile before they start networking. Don't necessarily have to have a, you have to have a LinkedIn account so that you can go in and look at other companies and look at those people, but you don't need to um, have a bunch of connections, like 500 connections to network. That comes with networking. Sure. Okay. Did I answer all the part of that question? Let's see. I well, there were multiple questions. Lady. Let's see. Tips. Well, I, you, so you talked about before you even get started. So this person is already in their job hunt, I think, is where it started, yeah. right? You said in the midst of it. Yeah. So you were talking about 
this is always something that's happening. So even um, what if I haven't done these things? What if I don't have all those things in place? And now I'm, I've already started sending out my resume. I'm already kind of looking. What should I, I, I mean, I don't want to really uh, lose my momentum in applying to all these places, but what should I do to maybe pause a moment to get these things set up? What, what are those priorities I should have? So you're doing these things simultaneously. Good, good question. You're doing these things simultaneously always. So you're periodically saying, and put these things on a calendar, put it on a spreadsheet. Uh, January is a great time to polish up your resume to create, you look at your target list and say, where am I at? To create a marketing plan for 2019. We can talk more about what a marketing plan is if you want to. Look at your positioning statement. Is it powerful? So all of those things are going on simultaneously, whether you're in a job search or not, because it will enhance the job search no matter where you're at in the process. Right. I've talked to people and who are like, you should always sort of be in a job search. Like you should always have that mindset that you're always looking for that next thing and be open to to whatever situation is, is happening. So it might not be that, oh, I'm unhappy in my job. I need to look for a new job, but rather... It's sort of this ongoing process of what's available, like what jobs are out there, what are other organizations doing, and you know, would I have interest there? Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. And we talked last time about to be good at networking, all you have to do is be curious. So what you're saying, Tammy, is it's about remaining curious. Yeah. So you don't have to say, I have to look for a new job, but you should constantly be doing your homework on who else should I be getting to know? How can I find out more about other careers, other companies, other organizations? You should always be curious because that curiosity is always going to lead to meeting new people and knowing when the opportunity is there. Yeah, and you know what? One thing about Kim is she's a bit of, I'm going to call her a matchmaker. She's a bit of a matchmaker. She's very good at listening to what somebody does or what their interests are. And she'll hook you up with people or or different, oh, maybe you should think about doing a job like this or I need to introduce you to this person. So it's good to know the matchmakers as well. Hmm. Did you Matchmaker. know that? Did you know that about yourself? No. You are because, um, in fact, so before we hit record, I, Debbie was talking about someone looking for a job and you immediately were like, well, what are they interested in? Like that was your first go-to question. And I'm yeah. like, oh, job search is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to that extent also, so again, when we think of networking, we think of it as being a good salesperson, right? And what you just said is profound because to be good at networking, it's about connecting other people as well. So part of, too, what keeps us from networking is we say, oh, well, I can't do that because I'm not doing anything for Kim. Kim's doing it all for me. You'll repay the favor by doing the matchmaking, by giving Kim information that she might not have had. There's lots and lots of ways to repay the favor. Mm -hmm. So you're not selling anything. You're matchmaking. You're being curious. You're getting to know people. It's relationship development. Yeah. And I like the way you say be curious. It's about asking questions. So it's not like that it has to be. There was a question in here, Kim, about do I reach out to all the my old contacts and yeah. say, hey, I'm looking for a job. Yeah, of course you do. Um, but it's not always about like, um, what they can do for you. You don't have to feel like it's, yeah. you're asking them to do something for you, but 
but rather just letting them know, hey, I'm, I'm putting this out into the world and, you know, I am, I'm equally as interested in, in what's happening with you or if there's, you know, some way that we could, you know, engage in a different way, but putting it out in the world that, hey, if, if there's something you know, that, that's part of, that we were talking before we hit record again, networking is a bad word. Like it's, mm-hmm. it has a, a... We think it is a bad word. Yeah, right. like it's yeah. got yeah. this sort of like yeah. feeling yeah. to it that is like, ah, but really it's, I mean... Put it out in the world that, you know, there's a, uh, gosh, here I go again. I tell Kim this all the time. I know a lot of cliches, but I can't quote them. Um, <laughs> there's one about the world is conspiring to help you. Do you know that one? Do I you know don't know that about? one. No. Oh, okay. Well, I'll Google it up. Um, and I think that we have to think that way, especially when we want, if, if there is something we sort of need from our network and everybody at some point needs something from their network. Sure. But yeah, reach out to those old contacts. I mean, they're not old. They're your contacts. So in my career, yeah. I had people ask me all the time, but I'm uncomfortable asking for something. I'm so much better yeah. at giving than receiving. Well, good. That's a great thing. But if you look at networking in, that, in terms of that you're asking for help, advice, or information, one of those three yeah. things, you're going to be five times more successful because, again, who doesn't want to help somebody else? Who doesn't want right. to give advice to somebody else when they can? Right. And who's not willing to give you information? People love to talk about who they are and what they do and where they came from and how they got to where they are today. So it's help, advice, or information. Yeah. But how, like, if you think about this person's question mm-hmm. about, you know, getting a hold of old contacts, like, mm-hmm. it, like if you haven't talked to somebody in five years, mm-hmm. ten years, mm-hmm. good point. And you see them, like, on LinkedIn and they're at such and such company now. Do you just reach out and how do you like how do you give that introduction so they're like, oh that was yeah I haven't talked to Debbie in ten years I wonder what Debbie wants now. Mm-hmm. So if I start out by saying so Kim I'm in a job search and um, I just I'm interested in working for your company, what do you say about that? Yeah. What would happen? Would you respond? I think it depends. I think people. <laughs> I mean, typically I respond. Because of the role that I'm in, because my role is to always find talent for whatever organization I support. Mm-hmm. But I think some people don't see it that way. Or it would depend on who I was and how you felt about me. Right. So let me try a different approach. If I said, Kim, I hope you're doing really well. I see that you're now at Company ABC, and I'd love to hear more about what you do yeah. and how you know how you like it there, because I, too, am very interested in possibly targeting that company. Yeah. Better? That that is better. And actually I did have that happen just recently, um, before the holidays. I had somebody that I hadn't communicated with for several years and they reached back out and they're like, Hey, I'm kind of thinking I'm gonna need to change companies, so forth and so on. I see you're now at XYZ company. No, we haven't been in touch in a while. Hope all is well, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I had a favorable opinion of this person, and so I was like, hey, yeah, happy to help you out. Mm -hmm. Again, it's part of the role that I do. It's also part of who I am. Matchmaker. (laughs) And so, um, yes, I connected him with a couple of other people (laughs) for a couple of other companies, not only my company, but a couple of others. So, Mm -hmm. um, So, yeah, it's just for people that are listening to think about, well, gosh, I haven't talked to somebody in like 10 years or I worked with them 10 years ago. I wonder if they'll even respond. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they will. Mm -hmm. 
typically they will. And it yeah. never hurts to say things like, I've always appreciated your advice. Right. Or I've admired your career path yeah. and where you've taken it. Yeah. Some people call it schmoozing, call it what you want, but it doesn't hurt to compliment anybody. Right. And here's the second piece. If I didn't thank you, if I didn't say, get back to you and say, hey, Kim, thank you for giving me the names of those couple of people. Because here's what happened. Your mm -hmm. network will get very frustrated in a very short amount of yeah. time. And it yeah. sounds kind of silly. People have said to me, well, why would they care about what happened? Because they took the time to help you. Right. It's that exactly. follow-up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I, that's a good point to do the follow-up with your network or with contacts who have led you to something else. And to your point, I've talked to people who haven't talked to somebody else for 20 years. And once we convince them, just try it. Just reach out. Try saying it the way we've said to yeah. say it. They come back and say, oh, my gosh, they responded right away. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens more often than yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. So another cliche, like, you know, the old treat people how you want to be treated. Think about how you would want to receive yeah, that. Excellent. Yeah. You know, that's a good that, point. Yeah. What would make you respond? And I think that, you know, you're saying a little bit of complimenting and choosing, but a little bit of it is honesty. The reason you're reaching out to that person, hey, Kim, you know, um, I just have great memories of working with you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I'm reaching out to you. That's why you stuck yeah. out when mm -hmm. I saw you on LinkedIn is I have these, these warm feelings about working with you and Although we haven't talked for a long time, I mean, I, I really, truly hope everything's going well. Like, how would you respond? Like, because, you know, if you haven't talked to somebody for a long time, like the minute they see you see that name pop up and you're like, hmm, that looks familiar. How do I know that person? Why are they, why are they emailing me? Why are they yeah. reaching out to yeah. me? Like, yeah. everyone will have that. But I think to your point, just be honest about it right. and, and, mm -hmm. and why you've selected this person to reach out to. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't think you have to, like, be all, like, sly and uh, maneuvering about it. Just be, and people will catch on if you are. Yeah, <laughs> just be transparent. Be, be honest. Transparent. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Just be honest. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think that we've answered. Uh, Did we exhaust that one? Our longtime listeners' <laughs> questions. So I hope that. Uh, and if we haven't, please write to tell us that you haven't. Yeah. Gotten your questions answered. Okay. All right. So second question, it uh, comes to us via Twitter. How do you introduce yourself via an email so that you get a response? Okay, so again, that takes us back to the conversation we were having earlier. If I start out by, it's all about me. So, hi, Tammy, this is Debbie, and I'm in a job search, and here's what's been going on. You know, the last company wasn't a good fit for me, and now I'm looking for other things. And, you know, at this point in my career, I really want to do this and this and this. How much of that are you going to read? It sounds like a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Oh, okay, continue so, with your thought. So, email is going to be short, to the point, get yeah. in and get out quickly. And you have to ask yourself before you even start writing anything, what do I want to get out of this? Yeah. That's always a good thought process. So if I know that my goal is to sit down and have a cup of coffee with Kim and find out more about her company, then I say, I hope you're doing well. I'm very interested in talking with you about company ABC would love to buy you a cup of coffee. And by the way, this can be done via Skype. You send somebody a $5 Starbucks card. You say, I'd like to chat with you. And then I say, let me know when you're available or when might be a good time for us to schedule something. Yeah. Do you do it the same as if you don't know the person? Like, say you've just given me an introduction to Tammy. Like, oh, hey, Kim the matchmaker part, like, mm -hmm. Hey, I know Tammy works at this company. Reach out to her. Mm -hmm. Like is the introduction the same is 
versus somebody you might be an acquaintance with? Very much so when you can use the name. So in that situation, I'd have to say, Kim, thanks so much for giving me Tammy's name. Is it okay if I use your name when I introduce myself to Tammy? Kim's going to say, of course you can, because she doesn't necessarily want to do it for me. She's yeah. done me a favor, and yeah. now I need to handle it. So then I let Tammy know, you came highly recommended as someone I should be talking to from Kim. Oh, that Kim. <laughs> <laughs> and then go on with it. Yeah. But again, everything that you do has to give the person a reason to want to either keep reading, keep listening, yeah, something like it has yep. to get their attention. Okay. All right. Good. Great tip. All right. Uh, next question. It's the start of the new year. How long into January is it okay to start with an email? Happy New Year. I'll ask Tammy and Kim first. What do you think? Why not use it all year? <laughs> I say by the end of the first week. That's what? it. Yeah, the first of the, yep. Okay, so if you haven't talked to somebody and it's like January 27th. Nope. But think nope. about what you could say at that point. So you're going to have a cutoff. You have and a cutoff. I don't. <laughs> you could do it in December to me and I'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah. No, I just want to get right to the point here. Enough with the pleasantries. <laughs> But I tell you to turn it around a little bit. Hope 2019 is treating you well so far. Yeah, sure. I hope the first month yeah. of the year is going well for you. Yeah. Um, would love to hear about the first quarter of 2019. You yeah. can do all of that. So just get creative with what you're saying versus yeah. saying Happy New Year. I think it's because people feel that need, that desire, that there has to be some sort of intro other than, hello, Kim. Mm -hmm. Like, right. they feel like... The, they don't know how to open, right. and so they have to open with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want you to know, Kim, every time you hear from me. <laughs> oh, you're going to say Happy New Year for the next. Yeah, yeah. We, Till I'm, June. Th yeah, easily. And then I'm going to go, gosh, I hope the first six months were great. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other things that you can, you know, introduce with once Happy sure. New Year is done. So yeah. maybe that person's really into Game of Thrones. Oh, I hear... The, the final season starts this day. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't always have to be work-related either. How about Happy Pie Day? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, we have a lot of holidays that we can work with. Yeah. How yeah. do you feel about Happy Valentine's Day? Uh, I think that's a little creepy. Ah! <laughs> for, a, for a business email? Oh, it would right? For a business email? Okay. We go back to it. It would depend on yeah. who it is. Ooh, yeah, well, that's fair. Ah! That's fair. Okay. <laughs> she just had a vision. Did you see her eyes change? Like, oh, yeah, there are some people who could wish me a happy Valentine's No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, uh, from a mm, creep point in the workplace, mm -hmm. so it might could be misconstrued. Mm -hmm. So I immediately went to the employment. You went to the HR yeah. world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is fair. But if it was a casual friend, like, hey, Tammy, happy Valentine's Day. Hope your day is great. That's not creepy weird. You know, hey, I'm sending you over somebody or yeah. can I connect you with so-and-so, whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's one thing, but I just, I don't know. Or Valentine's Day with, is just kind of weird to me. With, I just finished my <laughs> first box of chocolates for in celebration of Valentine's Day. Would <laughs> yeah. that work? Uh, <laughs> Would that be better? Again, my HR brain goes right to, a uh, <laughs> little uncomfortable. <laughs> Okay. Can we, can we do all right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. Cubicle, cubicle girls, help. 
I had a networking call, but all the person on the other end wanted to talk about their current job openings as pilots, which I wasn't qualified for at the time. Any suggestions on how I could have steered the conversation to, to connect with someone who could have talked about management jobs without ending the connection with the original contact? So this is an excellent question because networking also becomes a form of development. So earlier we were talking about painters or let's put yeah. it in the context mm-hmm. of where do you get your hair cut or right. when you're shopping for a new car. Do you just look at the internet, close your eyes and point to something? No. You start asking other people, where do you get your hair yeah. done? Or where did you buy your car? Why do you drive that vehicle? All of that, right? So that's networking. So the same thing applies here. We should always, to Tammy's point earlier, be working on networking, but also on our own development. Mm-hmm. So you can use this as a developmental opportunity to sit down with the person who t- knows pilots and what it takes to develop that piece of the career. But then if you don't get the information that you'd like, you can say, is there anyone else I should be talking to? And by the way, that's the best question you can ask. Is there anyone else I should be talking to? Right, or who would you recommend? You know, I'm really interested in finding out more about something. Thank you for the advice you gave me about the pilots. Now I'd like to find out more about the management roles. Who would you recommend I speak to? Yeah. Excellent, excellent, always should do that. So you talk about getting somebody to cut your hair. So I will say when I first moved to the state, so we're off tangent here, is I did ask people for like, hey, any recommendations on getting hair? I mean, nobody would share their hairdresser or the person that cut this. So I just walked in the, I don't know, someplace that was fourteen ninety nine, and I got a doozy of a haircut. <laughs> so after they saw the doozy of the haircut, people kind of came forward. You know what? That's super funny because honestly, with haircuts, that's what happened to me when I moved here too. Is like, where should I go? You know, whatever. And I ended up going to you know whatever, walk off the street because I needed yeah. a haircut. And, you know, however many years later, I'm still, you know, yeah. then, I, then I found my girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be willing to share? So, again, that's asking for advice and information, right? Oh, do you want to network about my, be... yeah, my yeah. hairstylist? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I would totally share. See? Yeah. That's what it's all about. Because I want to help you out. That's like, I right. I want to share my good fortune Thank you. with you. Yeah. Right. And your good looks. Yeah. Woo! Woo, all right. <laughs> Was that uncomfortable? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm a little worried about the workplace right now. (laughs) All right. uh, Next question. I am just starting to learn to network. In episode 35, you said, be curious. I am curious, but introverted and uncomfortable talking to people I don't know. How do I navigate this dichotomy? So LinkedIn is your friend for starters. All you introverts out there, LinkedIn is a wonderful gift because back in the day, you would have to literally cold call or cold email somebody. So it's always helpful when you can start using LinkedIn to say, who are my first, second, third connections? If I know somebody who knows somebody, again, it's about reaching out to say, hey, Kim, I see that you might know this person. Would it be okay if I introduce myself to them? Tell me more about how you know them. Start with some people that you're comfortable with, first of all. If you've exhausted all the possibilities and you don't necessarily know anyone or you don't know the person that you're going to send that email to or reach out to, always think about the fact that 
some of your best networking contacts are going to be people you haven't met yet. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, what happens if I don't send this email? What happens if I don't ask this person to join me on LinkedIn? Well, the answer to that is nothing. Right. And then eventually you do it. And the more success you have and the more you find out that it's easier than you think it is, the more you're going to do it. So we talked about this in episode 35 about LinkedIn and sending those just generic invitations like, here's a whole list of people, click, 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 and it sends the automatic invite. Yes, thank you for reminding me. You should always customize the message. And by the way, right now you cannot do that if you're using your cell phone. So always know to be on your laptop or your computer, but customize the message. So again, people have to have a reason to want to join you. And this is when you can say, I met you at such and such a meeting or a conference, really enjoyed talking to you, Um, would like to hear more about your company if you don't know that person, would like to buy you a cup of coffee. So what if they're just out cruising LinkedIn to build up their, to get up to that 500 status or whatever, 100 people, Mm -hmm. and they don't know any of these people? How do you do the introduction? What would you recommend to personalize I'm working very hard at becoming better at networking. There you go. I'm very interested yeah. in knowing more about you, you your about company. your company, um, and hoping that you'll join me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten several that are like, um, oh, I noticed we're both connected to so-and-so, mm-hmm. or we both have connections at such-and-such company. And so I, I believe we must have similar interests. I would love to be connected with you. Yeah. And sometimes Which it'll is be... super generic. Right. But it's still personal it to helps. your point. Like, yeah. So mm-hmm. if I can disclose something about Kim, she would need the personal message to hit accept. I don't. Like if you're just trolling LinkedIn and you hit me, I'll accept your your invite. Kim probably won't. She needs the little bit of a personal message. So even those generic like personalizations you're talking about, mm-hmm. they make me pause and go, oh, that was nice. Accept. Yeah. Where Kim will go, hmm. Somebody just click, clicking, clicking, clicking. But I will tell you, I just... But err on the side of doing it right either way. Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. So I just used LinkedIn to connect with somebody. I saw somebody with an article that I found interesting. Yeah. And so I invited them to connect, but I did personally the, the message mm-hmm. and say, hey, I, I read your article and I follow the organization That's and I find it thing. a very worthy cause and I'd like to know how I can become involved. It's a volunteer organization. So Awesome. On that note, if you're targeting a certain company and you see something that was written and you say, I thought you might be interested in this link, yeah, that's also a great way to introduce yeah. yourself. Yeah. And I'd like to talk to you more about this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's or I've, the other way. I've done it too where like somebody in my network likes something, comments on something, shares something on LinkedIn. And so I have connected people going... So, you know, this person that we know in common, you know, Kim, she shared this on LinkedIn and, you know, I just wanted it to be like a fantastic, whatever, I enjoyed your post, I enjoyed your article, whatever it was, blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know, because if I totally don't know somebody, then I do feel a little bit awkward, but at the same time, there's a little bit of the fangirl in me that's like, that was really cool, like if they post other things, I would want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, just making it, yeah, making the connection for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's not just like a weird Think yeah. about those some of your best friends, uh, childhood friends, college friends, people that you now really treasure having a relationship with. When you think about how you met them, 
wasn't because somebody else did it for you. It was a situation that you were in that you happened to be in and you had things in common. Same thing as networking. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, to Tammy's earlier point, like networking is kind of a scary Mm -hmm. term. So Mm -hmm. let's figure out, let's, tonight, let's coin a different word for it. I call it, let's see, a different word. Relationship development, curious, curiosity. Relators. Relators. Very good. Yeah. Matchmakers, relators, connectors. Connectors. Mm -hmm. I've heard that word before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Much better. Okay. All right. All right, now next question is, are there three or four key questions I should always have ready during a networking call or meeting? This question comes from a soon-to-be college graduate. I would always start with them. Um, Tell me about you. How did you get into this career? How do you like what you're doing? How do you like the company you work for? That's more than three questions. Um, but that goes to the curious point, right? Mm-hmm. It shows you're curious in them. And they want that to starts talk about the themselves first before you need to talk about yourself. Yeah. And what advice would you give me? Again, you go to that help advice or information. I want to be successful in my career. I'm a recent graduate of such and such with this degree. Could you please give me advice as to what would be the first things I need to do to establish myself successfully? All right. All right, next question. Recently I retired, have been a police officer for 30 years, would like to start a new career. How do I even get started networking? Signed, a man in a van down by the river. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping there's other people living in vans down by the river because that would be a great place to start, meeting the other van people. But think about your career, 30 years in the police force, you have touched so many people, and I'm not talking about the people that you've arrested, but but think about the places you've been and where you've been and who you've interacted with. Again, start with people you know, people that you're comfortable with. It might be former coworkers. It might be city officials or county officials, depending on where you are, but start with people that you're comfortable with. And don't be afraid to tell them, you know, I'm new at this. So yeah. I'm hoping you can help me. And the other thing that I would advise is think of somebody that you know who's a really, really good networker. And in the case of the police role, I would think you met a lot of politicians who are going to be very good at networking. Yeah. And so you can ask them advice just as to how you can get better at networking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, you, you would... One of the advices you'd given some time ago was, um, or one of the statements you've made, let me clarify, is you never know who's going to know somebody. Right. It's a small world. It is. And so don't be afraid to ask, like, do you know anybody? Do you know anybody? Do you know anyone I should be talking to? That's always an excellent question to ask. Um, again, LinkedIn is your friend. We just had this conversation today. We were talking to somebody who is looking for a job. And it turns out that we know the CEO of this particular organization. And as we got talking, it became a matter of, oh, well, we know where this person went to high school. This person probably knows this person, and this person probably <laughs> yeah. knows this person. Yeah. All you have to do is start talking about it. And, yeah. it, and again, it's that... Less than three degrees of separation. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Put it out in the world. Absolutely. 
All right, our last and final question comes from Nervous Nelly. <laughs> We're all Nervous Nellies at some time. Uh, wanting to know, um, are there things or topics to avoid during a networking call? Well, Tammy, you said earlier, uh, sex, religion, and politics, right? Yep, and Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, if you're talking with me, please stay away from me. Well, I'll give you yeah, my list right now. That's lowest common thing. denominator. That's, that's okay. a good thing to stay away from. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the HR heads are on it. Yeah, that one. yeah. Um, again, I would certainly look for common interest. This is where LinkedIn can be your friend again. A lot of people will put in their LinkedIn profile what their interests are. The other thing about LinkedIn groups that I don't want to forget to mention, you guys, is um, there are LinkedIn groups. So if hmm. you have a particular interest or you have a particular um, company, or there's different groups depending on uh, categories that you might be interested in. Don't hesitate to do that, especially for you introverts. It's an easy way to network online through a LinkedIn group. But that being said, um, what was the question again? I forgot. About are there things to avoid? Oh, topics. To avoid. Yeah. Um, again, look at LinkedIn to see if there's common interests, if they you've gone to the same college, if you know somebody who went to the college that they went to. Do your homework first that way. Yeah. And then it's about presenting yourself as a professional. You're making an impression. Don't forget that. Um, it's about your reputation as to how other people are going to talk about you once they've met you, even if, or if they already know you. It has a lot to do with that. So I would keep it professional, and I would always remember to say, what will be the next steps? When can we talk again? I really enjoyed this conversation. I got a lot out of it. This can be in the form of a thank you. But you're asking for next steps because it's. I had someone tell me once, networking is like dating. Hmm. So you're going to decide at that point that you want to keep the relationship going. That's, yeah. And there might be times when you don't. Fair. But for the most part, you're going to want to keep the relationship going. Yeah. So you'd also, one of the things that you just said is send a thank you note. Always send a thank you. In fact, I'll tell a story about there was a position that was being applied for that was um, like a career counselor type of role. And there were two candidates who had exactly the same qualifications and came down to where it could have been either one. They were equally matched in terms of personality, potential, mm -hmm. etc. When it came down to deciding who they were going to choose, one person had sent a thank you and one person did not. Hmm. And the manager told me the reason they chose the person is because they said, this is somebody who's going to be doing that, coaching yeah. other people. If they don't know enough to do it themselves, how are they going to be successful in the job? Right. Yeah. Right. You don't know what that thing is that's going to tip you. Mm -hmm. So be on top of your game. Well, and... Thank yous in general, mm -hmm. whether it's a phone interview, a networking conversation, even somebody joining you on LinkedIn. What a great response to say, thank you so much for joining me mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. Yeah. I look forward to talking with you more. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to break that initial introduction yeah. and keep it going. What about a thank you via text? I accept. Well, first you'd have to have their phone number. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if it's a like call. Business card or, yeah. And yeah. I'm big on keeping the audience in mind. So if I know that you text, then absolutely I would do it. 
but there still are some people out there who are old school and will not like that. Or they're personal, and they say, I don't want you to have that yeah. information. I, I have yeah. never given you my phone number. Right. And these days, there's so many other ways to do it. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you've got an email. You've got a, a business email. You've got a personal email. I think there's Well, you've got ways. LinkedIn, right? And you've got LinkedIn. Thank you. So, Kim, how do you feel about, like, handwritten thank you notes? Is that, I mean, like, if you had to prioritize your type of thank you, how do you feel about the handwritten? Like, I think that somebody's really gone really above and beyond. You do? Yeah. Yeah, because they've taken the time to sit down, personally write it, address it, stamp it, go to the post office, assuming they go to the post office right. versus drop it in a... In their mailbox. In their mailbox the or giving it to somebody to throw it in a mailbox for them or drop yeah. it in the mail bin at work. But regardless, they've taken the extra effort. Then email. You Really, you think so? Yeah. How do you feel about it? And then, oh, those handwritten ones drive me bananas. <laughs> Bananas. Like, it's all smoochy smoochy to me. Like, no, keep your stamp. Don't make me open up an envelope and get a paper cut. So it's baby boomers. Shoot me a text. Like, just say, hey, thanks, Tam. Good meeting you. And I'm like, that was cool. Thanks. So you share your cell phone number with someone. Oh, for sure. It's on all of my, all my all stuff. All of your correspondence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if you make me open an envelope, first of all, somehow I have to get this envelope. I don't know how that happened. First of all, that's... there's a guy with a person <laughs> called a job called the mailman or mail person now. They have uh, the satchel. I, they walk door to door. I asked because I knew Kim would prioritize that higher. Like that was something special. Where to me it's an irritant. Like my own personal mailbox, I maybe get in once a week, and I probably just totally tick off my mail person trying to shove crap in there. Um, but yeah, the handwritten it makes me go oh. Come on, Debbie. What about so you? It's interesting. Twenty nineteen. I, I think this is very much a generational right? thing and a personal preference. Yeah. So I always tell people too, pay attention how that person corresponds to you. Now, handwritten notes, yes. And and the other yeah. thing is, we all want instant everything now. Yeah. So when we apply online, we expect to get an answer right away. Yeah. When we had a conversation, we expect to get something right away. Yeah. Which could make the handwritten note more detrimental. Yeah. The other piece, though, is think about how that person communicates with you. So I'm going to get to know, and I can ask. Don't forget, you can ask. I can say, so Tammy, what's your preferred method of communication? And you're going to tell me text. Yeah. Great. Then I know that yeah. whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to ask. It is yeah. okay to ask. Yeah. And would you be complimented by the fact that I asked? Absolutely. You would. That's See, I'd be like, idea. that's a little weird, but I'll tell no, and it'd be I, to me. It's like, hey, they're being thoughtful during an interview. Like, oh, they're being thoughtful. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. At the end, more towards the end of the interview, yeah. if I said, "Gee, I want to make sure I send you a thank you." Yeah. What's the best way for us to be communicating going forward? I'd be like, just right here in person. That's fine. Say thank you. <laughs> There's the door. Okay, but again, now I know. <laughs> yeah. Now I know. Yeah. Right, as a yeah. candidate, you know. But at the same point, like I would rather, to your point, I would rather get like a handwritten thank you than. Nothing, because to mm -hmm. your point, I've seen that happen more often Do than something. not. Those weird little things that push somebody ahead, mm -hmm. because you don't know who else is interviewing and how close that matchup is. Mm -hmm. So all those little things count because it, it, it sort of expresses that, that little bit more about yourself and how you behave. Well, and here's the thing. You are always demonstrating the behaviors that would be required for the job. Yeah. So if we take right. HR... 
What HR person wouldn't send a thank you or wouldn't know how to handle the process? You're demonstrating the behaviors required for the job, regardless right. of what it is. Right. And if you look at it that way, you're going to be successful. What about just following on one final question about the emails? Like if that's your preferred way or text, mm-hmm. what do you think about the casual, like, hey, thanks for the discussion. Um, looking forward to hearing back from you. Nice talking to you, bro, like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. So again, you're demonstrating the behaviors required for the job. And yeah. Until you go work for a place that allows that kind of talk. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. I'd rather have Be it say professional. like, hi, Kim. If it's an email, like, hi, Kim. I mean, it doesn't have to be formal, like, dear Kim or dear Ms. Hancock or whatever. Just, you know, in, but when they start with, hey, thanks. It was really great to meet you today. Looking forward to hearing back from you. I, I really think I can do the job and, you know, um, just hit me back or whatever they say. <laughs> like, what the hell? Ping me back. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're texting, is it okay, Tammy, if I use R U letter R, letter U? Yeah. Are you going to hire me? Yeah. I don't have to spell it out? No. It's fine. Yeah. Different generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want it all spelled out? I, I, I also will openly admit to anybody, if there's a lot of words, either spoken or written, you're going to lose me. Right. A lot of words. But in professional communication in your workplaces, are you allowed to use acronyms and are yeah. you allowed to use those short things? Yeah. Even in emails at work? Oh, for sure. Okay. So it's important to know. Yeah. What's acceptable and what isn't. Yeah. But I would always tell you to err on the side of professionalism. I would agree. I, agree. I work for a technology company. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. going to play into the culture. Right. You yeah. Know? Right. Pay attention, yeah. though, but is what you, you're saying. Yes. Pay attention. What type of company are you talking to? Mm-hmm. And I think you can gauge what type of person that you just interviewed with. Are they the type of person where you could be like, you know, like, great to meet you, lol, sent. Or do you have to, like, be like, it was uh, a fantastic conversation. <laughs> I no. especially enjoyed hearing all about you. Uh, best regards, you know. I, I think you can read it, and I think that's important. But keep in mind, people form, and this is this is a, a warning about people form an impression of you in the first 30 seconds mm-hmm. they meet you. You're right. So what kind of impression... Do you want to leave? Now, you can dress like they dress, and you can talk like they talk once you're in that organization. But at this point in time, you're not there yet. Right. And that's where I argue, be professional. Kick it up a notch. Dress one level above everybody else for that interview. Do all of those things to impress. Yeah. Because they'll remember. Once said, always remembered. Or I'm going to throw in there. Okay, I know we keep dragging this on. I'm going to throw in there, you said, it's okay to ask. It's okay to mm-hmm. ask, what should I wear to the interview? Mm-hmm. Because I've had the experience where somebody went in to interview with somebody after speaking to me, and the interviewer said, why are you wearing a tie? Take it off. Which I think is completely unprofessional in this yeah. <laughs> the organization I worked at. But it happened. It really mm-hmm. happened. And that person was doing that, like, I want to dress for the job I want. I want to, I want to you know, I don't want to come in looking... Uh, like I'm, I'm lowering the less bar. than I should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I think it's okay to ask. I think it's, it's, you should ask, but here's the other thing. I've had people say like you have two, yeah. 
please don't wear a tie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to give you a tour of the um, manufacturing facility. Right. Sure. And mm-hmm. people will think there's something wrong or that you're an auditor <laughs> right. or right. something like yeah. that. Right. So, yeah. so it's okay to ask, but I will still tell you dress one level above. So mm-hmm. if you know people in the, in the factory are wearing T-shirts and jeans, what would be one level above that? Wear khaki and a dress button-down color. Yeah. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So it, you're absolutely right, yeah. Tammy. Yeah. yeah, but now yeah. we're going into interviewing skills. Do you yeah. want the podcast to go on? Yeah. No. We'll do that in another okay. episode, so stay tuned, listeners. And, Tammy, you're going to state the obvious. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's... So, Debbie, I don't, if Kim, uh, I don't remember. She probably told you. We state the obvious because sometimes, you know, when you have a conversation with somebody or somebody is, you know, talking to you, what you think is obvious about that conversation Sometimes isn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Kim and I have, we have different points of view. Although we, we have a hard time arguing because we always kind of come to the same <laughs> point. But um, it takes a while to get there. We, but we, yeah. we kind of come at it from different, different perspectives. And so we, at the end, state the obvious. So this is what we think were kind of those obvious points that we wanted to get across. Um, so really we were talking about networking. And I think one of the, um, the points to take away is that Everybody wants to to help and wants to give back, so don't be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, we we feel like we're uh, sort of encroaching upon somebody's personal life by asking for help, but just our nature is if if somebody needs something, we want to be there. And you will repay the favor at some point in time. Right, pay it forward, pay it back. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about uh, just doing an introduction or having that get is that sort of in for your for your networking for your connection for your. What'd you call it, Kim? Matchmaking? Met. For your for your matchmaking, for your relator. Uh, relator, to be a relator. Um be be transparent, be honest. Um define what you want. Uh define why you why why you're reaching out to them, but also give them that reason to kind of keep either reading through your note or or listening to you on the phone call. Um appeal mm-hmm. to that person that, that you're talking with. Well said. Um, there was a good question around, I was talking to somebody about this, but I really wanted to find out about something else. How do I do that? Um, it's okay to ask. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy the conver- conversation you're having. Kim and I talk about this. Um, it's something that I'm not always good at, and that is be present in the conversation you're having. So be present. Enjoy that conversation. Enjoy that networking opportunity. Enjoy connecting to that person. But don't be afraid to ask. Like, this was amazing, and thank you for ha- spending the time and, and sharing. You know, if I were, you know, uh, to talk with somebody else or find out more about this other thing, you know, could you make a recommendation there? So don't be afraid to ask. I think that was kind of a theme that we had in a lot of areas there. Well, and it's always a good way to meet more people. Right. Always. Keep expanding. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we talked about introverts. And, uh, you know, are there any sort of special things that somebody like that could do? And you brought up LinkedIn. And so there is that ability to... Um, sort of plan out your interactions online Mm -hmm. with LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And so you can be in your comfort zone, very thoughtful about your approach and how you're going to do that before you have to, you know, uh, put yourself out there and and having those other conversations. But you can kind of spend that time uh, coming up with your plan. And and use your extrovert network. Use your network periods, people that you know who are really good at it. Yeah. Use them to help teach you, to help make your coach match, you. Yep. Make your matchmaking friends. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs matchmakers. Exactly. Um, uh, so uh, beginning to build your network. We talked a little bit about that. And again, that just goes back to 
the curiosity that that you've brought up several times and, and asking people about themselves. It, it's not about how do I build a network? It's about how do I meet these people and sort of find out about them? And and tell ask, how did you start your career? How did you get to where you are today? And and just have that sort of natural curiosity about finding out about that person, they're gonna want to share. And then when you kind of come in and you have your defined need from them or your defined ask, then you can have that conversation there too. Um, you know, we, the, there was a question about retiring. I don't think anything different was said in that situation. It was still all about using the people that you know, being open with them about, about what's happening with you and asking for those recommendations or how maybe you could lean on them to, to get you started and pointed in different directions. Can I say one other thing about of that? Of course. We all have transferable skills and abilities. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. So for the policeman that's out there or for the person who's always done one thing their entire career, that is not what defines you. That was a title or a job. Right. But you have transferable skills and abilities that could lead to anywhere you want to go next. And I talk to thousands of people who are not ready to retire formally but want to do a what's next portfolio career do it. Go find out. And that's where networking can be very helpful to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes your friends, the people who know you, can give you those pointers on, yes, your job was this, but that means you're really good at mm-hmm. this thing because you don't see yourself as that because right. you, you sort of you see yourself as what you were. But they can take that skill or those expertise that you have and, and help you see mm-hmm. where does that apply elsewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. We talked about, is there anything to avoid? And we didn't really talk about that, but rather talk about where to focus. And that is, find those commonalities. Um, again, be curious. Open with, you know what, I, I'm, I'm interested in you because of this. Make those connections um, because it, it, it sort of brings it back to, that's how you sort of begin the conversation and, and using your, your, your whole network and avoid talking about things you didn't like about your previous employer or your oh. former boss or here's why yeah. I left. If you're going to avoid something, we joked about sex, religion, yeah. and politics, which I don't think is a joke. Don't, don't right. do it. Right. But at the same time, be careful about how you present yourself. Yeah, nobody likes a negative Nelly. Mm-hmm. That, that leaves a bad impression, which uh, I'll end with be thoughtful about the type of impression you want to make. Absolutely. Because you said 30 seconds. I think it's probably four is somebody, we're all very quick to judge. Um, And you can turn it around, but it takes a a considerable amount of effort. So be very very thoughtful about that impression, which includes uh, something I didn't touch on here and stating the obvious, but that includes the thank you or the follow-up with with those people that you've been networking with. Continue that conversation. Um, You know, don't just, you know, drop them. You know, yeah. your network wants to know how things turned out. And, and so it's very, very, very important to circle back. And that's what keeps it going, by the way. Very important to circle back mm-hmm. and let them know and say thank you again for that introduction. Here's what I found out. Is there anybody else you would recommend? Mm-hmm. That was so helpful. I'd like to talk to right. more people. Right. Yeah. It expands your network. Yeah. Or if in the future I can be of assistance to you. And you will. Absolutely. Yeah, reach out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, Kim. Mm-hmm. Woo! All right, some final words there. So thank you. So thank you, Debbie, for joining us tonight. It's been a blast, and I think you've given us a lot of things to think about and answered our listeners' questions. So 
Thanks to all of our listeners. Thank you to our active military and the veterans. Please stay tuned for our next episode of Cubicle Insanity.